economic health of this nation has been. Four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline. Three. In the dollar. More jobs. It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Good morning. What up, fam? You are listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, what up, fam? Why Why do I say that? I'm the hippest 52-year-old wannabe millennial <laughs> in the world. I mean, I've never ridden a bird. It's, it's kind of shameful. Never ridden a lime scooter. But one day, I'm going to roll in here with a beard, a Jeep, and a and a, uh, a man bun, and nobody's going to recognize me. But I'll be hip. Just learn how to you. chillax. Ch- oh, my word. Here we go. I haven't heard that in years. The, yeah, years, John. How about that? Yeah, I'm only a couple of years behind. That's like 20 years behind. Uh, the voice you heard in the background is uh, none other than John Dixon. He uh, works in the Hensler... And uh, you're going to have to help me with that because I know it's a recent name. Change. Hensler. CPAs and advisors. CPAs and advisors. There you go. So it's attached to Hensler Financial. Um, And uh, John is a CPA, CVA, and a CFP. Did I miss anything? Hmm. No, that's that's all the alphabets. All right. And uh, we also have with us today a guest host. Uh, This is is kind of a big deal. Um, Rob Kling is the vice president of uh, client services and a co-founder of Corporate Tax Advisors, Inc., based here in Atlanta. Um, Rob is, uh, has worked in, in uh, specialized tax industry for over 10 years, and basically what it is, Rob manages our, uh, uh, their, their inside sales uh, and client engagements for 179D R&D and cost segregation clients, now, that's a mouthful of words. Well, it's a fancy term for a marketer. He's a marketer yeah. for the 179D. Now, that's special. It says a lot too, to right? say nothing. Well, this is a lot to say nothing, but, I mean, what are we talking about, though? 179D's got something to do with... Green energy. Green energy. And home. taxes. Everything comes back to taxes. Well, I mean, taxes are kind of the gatekeeper, as I talk to my clients. So, you know, here's, no. here's the thing. My job is, as the chief investment officer at Hensler Financial... I'm here to try to help people make money. Mm-hmm. The problem is when I do it and the client finds out, oh, goodness, my tax, uh, my taxable account, my brokerage account, trust, whatever it is, has made money, and I don't want you to sell that. And what I'm telling them is, you know what, there might be a problem. we got a situation with Johnson & Johnson. Maybe GE happened to you a couple of years ago. It could be a Boeing thing where you start to get litigation, there's a problem, and I tell them to sell it. What are they going to tell me? Yeah, but I don't want to take the taxes. So you got a few choices, right? Mm-hmm. Either wait and let it lose money, and now you don't have to pay tax. Not a good choice when you only have to give 20% of the gain away. Uh, or, you know, you can go into other things. You could pass on yeah. and uh, give it to your give it to your kids or Step whomever. up in basis on death. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sell the company. Or you sell it. You Pay the tax. Mm-hmm. You use the proceeds to either buy something else or go spend it in Vegas. I mean, wherever you spend your money. Uh, but you know what? The options outside of just selling it and doing whatever really aren't that bad. 
I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but, uh, you know, that's about as steeped in tax as I generally get. Although I have taken a, a CPA exam or two, um, hadn't hadn't quite made it there uh, these days. But uh, as we go along, Rob will uh, flesh us out on some 179D green energy uh, and, and maybe various other ways that you can uh, save on your tax bill. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a hot topic, obviously, in the last couple of years. We've had a lot of changes there. All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the S&P 500, as we always do in this first segment of our show. Um, Over the last five days, the market's up. Anytime you ask me, I always am going to tell you, is the market up or down? Yes, absolutely. It's going to be up because two-thirds of the days in the year, the market is up. Now, that's not every year, but on average, Two out of three days, the market's going to be positive. So uh, last five days, we've uh, gained 1.8% in the S&P 500. Uh, materials has uh, actually led 6.72%. On the other end, communication services, we had a change last year um, in that uh, particular sector, but negative uh, 2.67. If you look at the number two, utilities, number three, real estate, there's a whole lot of stuff at the top of the list here. That is uh, interest rate sensitive. So what's been going on in the interest rate world? Well, the two, uh, the the 10-year Treasury has fallen over the last couple of weeks from about 2.34% to 2.11 as we record today. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot. It's 0.2%, but guess what? It makes a huge difference, um, and it makes a big difference in. Uh, investors, if you have invested in uh, fixed income, bonds, uh, you've done all right. Uh, but if you've invested in the markets, unless you're heavily steeped in those utilities over the last few days. Which is what you did, right? Around. Yeah, you. Oh, you, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if, you if, saw it was, coming. if it was the right move in <laughs> retrospect, that's what I did. Yeah, sure. If you don't believe it, you can ask me. I'll tell you the same thing every time. So if you look at year to date, uh, the market's up 13.28%. That's without uh, dividends. So just the price appreciation. You look information technology year to date, still the big winner, 19.83%. Real estate up 1955. That That's a bit of a weird situation as well. But I tell you, when I look at some of these deals in the market for uh, multifamily housing, uh, apartment complexes, basically, right. the price on those things has just skyrocketed. Um, industrials are up 16%. You look at the far end, the negative side, what's worst? Uh, healthcare, 3.82. It's still positive, though. Why is that, you think, with the, the raising health care costs and, and everything you hear in the market? And well, I'm surprised to see that. Yeah, if you look politically on both sides of the aisle, uh, profits are a bit under pressure in health care, and that's the way it's been for a while. Uh, you know, the big boost that health care got a few years ago, believe it or not, was from, I call it socialized medicine, but we were moving to a situation where everyone – was required. This is, again, one of those tax things, right? Don't we get a document in the mail that tells us, you know, make sure to give this to your tax advisor to prove that you had health insurance? But we forced a lot of folks on the rolls of health care, and that would be in this sector. When it rolled off, you see just a bit of a correction there. So the folks that that, uh, maybe couldn't afford it but had to buy it anyway or didn't want to buy it but were forced to do it anyway, 
are now kind of rolling off in, in the uh, aftermath of that. So that's been the overlying uh, headwind to, to uh, health care in the last few years. Um, energy's down there at 5.46. Man, have we seen some serious volatility in energy. Uh, we had seen uh, some of the prices get up over 70 uh, in the last few months, and uh, we had a big uh, release this week that uh, told us that supply for energy was a bit overdone, so uh, you, you saw that cause a pullback in the price of uh, oil. So what is the reason utilities is spiking? Yeah, so when you have lowering interest rates, you know, the, the price on a bond actually goes just the opposite of yields. So when yields fall, the price goes up. Well, okay. utilities work in a similar manner, only it's with their dividend. So when you see the, the uh, interest rates lower, you see that dividend go down a little bit too. So the price, they, they somewhat compete with bonds right. is probably the best way to describe it. So you wind up with, uh, you know, a lot of folks will move out of, other equities into those utilities, and, and that's what you get there. Uh, you look at the one year, the numbers are not near as robust as we see in the 12 in the year to date. Uh, market's only up 2.43% in the last 12 months, and this again is not including dividends. And a lot of that is the energy that I was just talking about. Energy's down 19.78% in the last 12 months. Uh, you look at the top of the list again, utilities up 25%. When is it that you ever see earnings growth and utilities grow like that? You wow. don't, and you didn't yeah. hear either. It's you know it's like three to four percent growth in in uh, earnings, but the fact that you know what the the question you just asked, Rob, is uh, is pertinent to uh, what we're seeing in the market. So utilities, real estate, and consumer staples. Generally considered uh, very um, defensive positions, all are doing quite well. 25% on utilities, 16.9 on real estate, and 16.1 on consumer staples. Healthcare, another one, 6.47, and that was the fourth in line. So triple-digit gains in the first three and 6.47 on the next. Uh, accompanying energy at the bottom of the list is materials and financials, as well as industrials, all Three of those, including energy, so four, uh, are negative in the uh, in the last 12 months. Uh, we got some other information we can run through real quick. Personal income has uh, has improved. Uh, savings rate has improved as well. Uh, nothing great here to talk about. You know, really, we still have consumer sentiment that's positive. It's a little less positive than it was, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But um, reality is uh, inflation concepts are coming back down just a little bit, inflation right. expectations for uh, consumers. But uh, the one that probably bothers me the most is the ISM Manufacturing Index. Uh, fell from 52.8 in April to 52.1 in May. Anything above 50 is still a positive, but uh, reality is, these numbers aren't real strong, and you don't get into recessionary territory until you get down around 49, so or 42.9. But anything below 50 would be uh, not not indicative of growth within that uh, particular market. The reason it bothers me so much, it is highly uh, correlated with economic growth. All right, well, I'm going to take a real quick break, and uh, when we come back, i got a dog of the week for you. You're listening to Money Talks. Stick around. Oh, life. 
All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.